we knew some people at that point, but we, we had to start again. But, you know, when you have that kind of confidence that you're working in the Lord's will, then it really does enable you to take risks. Taking a risk with God is like swinging from a trapeze. You know, those, those bars at the circus where you got to hold on and then let go and catch the other one. How do you actually let go? How do you go about taking risks when others are involved? Your wife, your kids. Well, welcome to another episode of the Riskers podcast. Today, we're going to be going over these questions with Scott Tompkins, who is the senior editor of YWAM Communications. That's Youth with a Mission. Scott writes collaboratively with YWAM founder Lauren Cunningham. He does book editing. He also runs Youth with a Mission's writer's workshops or several of them. I cannot wait for you to hear Scott's story because it definitely involves an actual uh, trapeze in a way. And I can't wait for you to hear that story. So let's hit the music and dive right into this incredible story of risk with Scott. So the big question is this. How do Jesus-loving entrepreneurs, pastors, and driven men and women of faith like us who are taking risks to pursue their kingdom calling, how do we get our mission, the problem we're working to solve, the pain we're striving to heal, how do we fully realize it here on earth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Caleb Brakey, and welcome to the Riskers Podcast. Welcome, Scott, to the Riskers podcast. I was just recounting with you your story from a long time ago, 30 years plus, that changed the course of your life and how you sharing your story with me changed the course of my life. And I would like to just start right there, Scott. What was this story? What was this moment in your life where you're sitting there with Sandy and you're you're talking about what is God having us do here? I, I, I don't know if this makes sense. It seems pretty risky. Tell, take us into that moment and, and give us some of the context and the details of where you were. Well, it happened uh, that uh, the Lord led us years ago to uh, take a crossroads discipleship training school at the, the University of the Nations campus that's uh, operated by Youth of the Mission in Kona, Hawaii. And for us, uh, I had been in the newspaper business for 20 years at that point. And it just seemed like a great time for spiritual renewal. And I wasn't looking beyond that, but we were, we were open. If there was going to be a change, uh, we, were, we thought, we'll be praying, we'll see what happens. And uh, the experience of the course and our time, uh, we traveled to China and the Philippines with our two daughters, and uh, it was great. But when we got back, they asked us to join the staff. And so we did the thing that people do. We prayed about it. We thought, okay, Lord, uh, what do we do here? And then came the scary part because I began to sense that the Lord wanted us to quit our jobs, which we had put on hold. We could take a sabbatical and uh, we were going to bide our time and see what happened. Anyway, the idea that we would join the staff of YWAM, which is like many other parachurch ministries, and that it asked its staff to raise their own financial support. And we had terrific good paying jobs uh, in the newspaper field in California. I work for a company called McClatchy Newspapers, uh, which has newspapers all over the country. And uh, that was so scary to think of leaving that all behind and the job and the friendships and the good church we were in. 
But one morning, I was just laying it all before the Lord. And in my devotions, I was reading Oswald Chambers' devotional classic called My Utmost for His Highest. The reading for that day was titled Careful Infidelity. Basically, the theme of the thing, and I'm, of course, paraphrasing it, was that we say that we want to obey God when we, when we feel he's calling us to do something risky, but we want to know, first of all, where we're going, how we're getting there, who we're going with, and how it's all being paid for, and then we'll say yes to God. Well, he said, that's not obedience, that's infidelity. And I was just cut to the heart. Okay, I just uh, bowed my head because I just, I knew I was just wrestling with this unbelief. And, uh, and so I just started confessing that to the Lord. And suddenly I got a vision. I, that's the only way I can describe it because I've never had a vision before and I've never had one since. But uh, it was a picture that was very vivid in my mind of a trapeze at a circus. And if you know how the trapeze, you know, works, they swing out from one side and then off and grab the arm, grab the hand of the person or the bar. And uh, I just sensed the Lord saying, let go of the bar, which is my old life in California, and take my hand. And for me, that meant letting go of my nice job back in California and stepping out in faith to do something I'd never done before. And so it gave me the confidence to to do that, to just uh, let go of that. We went back to California. We resigned from our jobs there. We began to move and help start a communications department there at the university in Kona. And then the Lord led us into all kinds of other risky things that we had never done before. And he has been so faithful through these years. Uh, we have lived by faith for, for all this time, three decades. Our kids went to uh, off to college, and the Lord took care of that. Two weddings, all this international travel with Youth of the Missions. It's amazing taking risks for God. If you do it his way, remarkable things happen. That's amazing, Scott. You're sitting here now, and you, you've had these 30 years. If you now could go back and talk with Scott 30, 35 years ago, what would you say? How would you paint that picture for the Scott who's got this life that's working well and you're a journalist and you might not want to leave it? Well, I think I would, I would just say the uh, very simple words, uh, Jesus, you know, fear not. <laughs> it was uh, because he is faithful and that's the thing we've discovered in all kinds of, of ways uh, because our natural tendency is to fear. I mean, when I when I got back after I quit the job and and moved our family there, and I remember the first day I was back on campus and I had this thought, what have you done, Scott? We often don't make a change or start growing until we're thrown into this chaos. Something instigates it. Why did you seek out Crossroads? 10 years before we actually came to Kona and did the Crossroads School, we were at a Jesus Festival kind of a thing up in Chico, California called Jesus West Coast. And there were many prominent speakers there, including Lauren Cunningham, the founder of Youth with a Mission. And at that time, Lauren did his usual pitch for missions, you know, go, the Lord is faithful. And we stood up. But it was 10 years after that before 
those things began to happen. And uh, there were other things that happened. For example, my wife, Sandy, won an employee award at the newspaper where we worked in Fresno, California. And part of the award was a trip to Hawaii. And a pastor friend said, well, while you're there, you ought to connect with Youth of the Mission there at the campus in Kona. And so one by one by one, things began to fall into place. And while we were there, somebody was telling us about this school called the Crossroads Discipleship Training School. But we, I think there is something to be said for putting yourself in the place where you can be moved. I think if we had had not done that, it would have been much more difficult for us to step out and take the kind of risks that we have in our life. Definitely. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, I love the picture of throwing crowns at the feet of Jesus. He's invited you into this work, Scott. What do you look back and you're like, I'm so proud. It's so excited, so honored that God allowed me to be a part of this. Oh my, wow. Uh one of the things that I'm most pleased about is just that he led us into book editing. Mind you, I was an editor in my previous profession working in the newspaper, but it's a whole different thing. I had never edited a book until I joined YWAM. And even then, I did so kind of reluctantly because I, I haven't taken any classes on how to do this. I have some natural skills, but when I think about it in terms of the, the numbers of lives touched that way... We've now worked on over 100 books, and each of those is helping somebody in their own path of obedience uh, and, and, and the God stories. I mean, I'm working on three or four different manuscripts right now, and each one, the stories are so di different, but God is doing such great things in each of those stories. And it's just, I feel so privileged to be able to help those people tell those stories. That's, it's, it's amazing. It's so fun to see God use the different strengths, the different weaknesses, bring them together to make something whole. You've mentioned in this interview, Sandy, your amazing wife. You've mentioned your kids. What was it like to make these decisions, hit these crossroads, take these risks when others in your life are going to be affected by it? It had its challenges for sure. When we went back to California after that discipleship training school, we got our two daughters praying with us about it because we felt that we we had to make this decision as a family, that it, uh, even though Sandy and I at that point felt strongly uh, that we were to move that direction, we felt like we needed to be in unity as a family. And so that was one thing that we worked for. Uh, my parents were living in another part of the country. Sandy's parents lived quite near us within a couple of hours. And so it was going to affect them much more. And so we prayed with them. We processed with them. Uh, they were very concerned. I think they didn't want us to do this, quite frankly. But the Lord even worked that out. I mean, he is so amazing. They came down uh, to visit us one weekend, and they just happened to be there for an evening service at our church. And to our great surprise, there was a special speaker that night. Lauren Cunningham. And he told the story about how God had birthed this place and all the amazing things he had done there at this place that we were going to. 
it just caused my my in-laws fears and all that to kind of melt away. They they could see that God was in this and that they would be resisting him if they were resisting us in that. And and so it was, it was challenging, you know, we had to kind of sell most of our earthly possessions and take off into a place where we knew some people at that point, but we we had to start again. But you know, when you have that kind of confidence that you're working in the Lord's will, then it really does enable you to take risks. Before we go further, I want to take a quick break and tell you about the publishing expertise offered by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we help men and women of faith become powerfully positioned to impact lives by collaboratively writing their book and building their ministry platform. If you've longed to write your book and impact a broader audience, our team is here to help even if you don't have the time or energy to write. We've helped riskers like you secure traditional book deals, hit numerous bestseller lists, keynote to 100,000 people in two years, and get featured on Entrepreneur on Fire, Forbes, and Inc. Schedule a free strategy call at www.calebrakey.com. What have you experienced in your life that you would consider stepping out of faith and what many might consider what looks like a, a failure or something didn't go right. What do you do in those moments? Well, first of all, if you've been disobedient, you need to repent. <laughs> That's a good starting point. And I've had to do that plenty of times over the course of my life uh, is to acknowledge that uh, I, I thought I knew better than God. Uh, one of, the, one of the stories that I would say that is impactful for parents is that each of our kids have the ability to make their own choices in life. And we have two wonderful daughters, and we have an amazing relationship with both of them. But each of them rebelled in their own way when they were teenagers. And with our oldest daughter, when we, and we were new there at the YOM campus in, in Kona, and and when our daughter started being rebellious and doing crazy stuff, we just felt like it was such a reflection on us that we had failed and miserably. And so we didn't share this with anybody. We carried that whole thing ourselves. And that was a huge mistake because we need each other and we need to be vulnerable and open. And it made for some hard struggles that we really didn't need to go through when our youngest daughter started belling, guess what we did? We told everyone. We we we, we called called in the cavalry, you know, and and we had friends begin to pray for us, encourage us, and it it made such a difference in how we walked through that. I learned from that mistake, that failure, if it were as it were in the in the first case, but it was a time where again, it's I guess it's risky when you share that things are going mm. rough in your family and people can judge you. But I found that in in the family of God, that people are mostly rushing to support you in prayer and encourage you. And that's beautiful. That's the the body of Christ at at work uh, when we give up some of our wants like our privacy or not wanting people to you know see a bad reflection of us and be vulnerable uh, god tends to do some amazing things the holy spirit i think it makes a lot of room for him to come right in there you painted yeah. a picture scott that vision of the the trapeze grabbing the other bar you mentioned the term calculated risk let's say there's someone right now listening and they're holding on but they're they're, they're almost to the point where they have to make a decision here. They're either going to swing back or they got to let go. What do you do in those last moments when it's either let go time 
or hang on time. What was it, the term in, in the Gospels where it says Jesus set his face like flint toward Jerusalem, you know? And so you have to kind of do that. You have to say, you, you've made your decision. You're, there's no turning back. You're going, going for it. But you still may have to pick up your water bottle, pick up your pack, uh, do what you have to do to get there. But still, you've made the decision. You're going forward. Scott, I would like to end with a few uh, shorter questions and then finally give some folks a direction on how they can learn more about you and Sandy. I, I know you have a, a, a newsletter that might be just for, for friends and family. Uh, also, you got your writing workshops that come up every now and then. So be thinking on that. But if you were to finish these sentences, we'll just give it a shot. So the first sentence is, risk is... Being faithful. Risk does it produces good fruit when done in obedience. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome, Scott. Now, why don't you tell us where listeners today, where can they best go to to learn more about this? And maybe God's putting it in their heart to to take a step. And it's not going to be for everyone, but there's someone out there listening right now who's either hanging on that trapeze and they they just connect with what you're saying, Scott, and they want to hear more from you. Or maybe it's a, an aspiring writer and they, they've they heard that you've, you're an editor, you're, you've worked with Lauren Cunningham, you've held these workshops. Where are some good places that we could direct them to go to? Sandy and I have a website called gracewriterstribe.com. And we will announce workshops or, uh, and we have quite a lot of writers resources there. You can contact us through that. I also always encourage people to go to the ywmkona.org website. It has uh, any kind of writers workshops and schools. We've participated over the years in an author's training school and a school of writing that uh, we've been staffed for and highly encourage people to get involved with those schools. They're, uh, they're great. And, uh, we're here in Hideaway, Texas, East Texas. I'm learning to speak a little with a little twang. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we work. Youth with a Mission has uh, a big training base here called Twin Oaks Ranch. And uh, I'm part of a team here called Creative Communication Link. But if you go through the GraceWritersTribe.com website, you'll be able to link up with us there and keep in touch with things. Scott, thank you for sharing your story. It has been such an encouragement, I think, to a lot of listeners. And again, to reiterate, it's been a huge uh, part of my own life and the big fork in the road that I came to when I heard your story and how God worked through you. And I said, there it is. That's what's been going on in my heart. Someone just articulated it perfectly. What what God's been knocking on the door to my heart. And I said, yes. And I, and I moved forward and God made incredible things happen. So I hope in that listeners today, if this is in you in the same spot, I encourage you to take that risk, to step out. If God is knocking on that door, open it up because he is an incredible God is incredibly faithful. Scott, thank you again so much for joining us for the podcast. Today. Oh, it's been my pleasure and blessings to you and Brittany. Uh, you guys have an amazing ministry call in your own right. And uh, I'm so delighted that you're going for it. Amen, Scott. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Riskers podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we're on a mission to teach kingdom-minded men and women how to write, publish, and market best-selling books and build world-class platforms. To learn more, go to www dot calebrakey dot com